This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, how to get unstuck. Yeah, I definitely say that that my lowest point was was that those years where it's just a failed marriage, a failed career, a failed uh, you know, taking care of my body. I just felt like I was failing left and right. So, I definitely think that would be my low point. I can understand that. Okay, here we go. Now to the tools. What is the first thing somebody needs to do to get unstuck? Become aware. Awareness is key. (laughs) You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. I'm back. Yay. This is our first show since I took a little break to get my personal bleep together. You might say I took some time to get unstuck. I hope I'm unstuck. Am I still stuck? Part of me stuck. So that's why we're here today. And getting unstuck is our topic today. I think everybody knows what it feels like to be stuck. Maybe to feel stuck in a relationship that really isn't working. Maybe stuck in a job you don't really want to be at. Stuck in a life doing the same things you really don't enjoy doing. You know, we've all been there. Maybe we're still there. And let's just admit the word stuck implies that we are victims, that we really don't have much say in our lives, that we have to stay with the same husband or boyfriend because God knows there aren't many good guys out there and God knows being alone is horrible and we have to stay in the job we don't really love because we have bills to pay. And what if you don't find a job or career that fulfills you? And heaven forbid we dream of fulfilling an idea because what if we don't make it? Oh my God. And these beliefs are fueled by one thing, fear. We feel stuck because we are afraid. Fear keeps us stuck. And this isn't always conscious, by the way. So once we know that our own fear is keeping us stuck, we can own our stuckness. And then we can do something about it. Today's guest is going to tell us how to do that. Time for Lynn's Confessions. Okay, top three things in my mind. Number one, I'm definitely still learning my own lessons. I keep repeating the same patterns that keep me stuck. At least I'm aware of it, but I keep doing it. Like I keep going to the same guy, soon to be ex-husband, hoping that he's going to be different. Uh, And I keep getting the smack in the face from the universe telling me, wake up, Lynn, accept it. He's not going to change. This is what it is. And I swear, universe, I've learned this final lesson. Please don't give me another one although I know you will. Number two, part of me wonders, when am I going to get all this? And why can't it be easier? I already know the answer, so don't tell me why. (laughs) Universe, I already know, but it's nice to complain sometimes, isn't it? And number three thing on my mind, I would love to manifest a new bed with some really beautiful sheets and maybe somebody naked in it. No, just kidding. Background check. The background on today's guest Inez Bastatini. Bastatini. Bast who? It's say it again. One. No, say it again. I'm going to get it right. Battistini. Battistini. So it's a D, soft D. You got it. Inez Battistini. Inez Inez, say your last name. Battistini. What is my problem? I don't know. I think you're adding an S at the beginning. Batti. Battistini. Inez Battistini. You got it? 
Yay! Yes. Calls herself a joy strategist. You can hear her so joyfully now. She's a joy strategist and transformational coach, helping people get unstuck and live the life they truly want. She is a go-getter. Inez plowed through college. She got a bachelor's degree in business and a CPA license at 23. So after she worked in accounting for a few years, so you know she knows how to work the checkbook, um, she thought, okay, this is my life. But then she had health issues and had to decide if she was going to quit her job or not, like, you know, fork in the road. That's when she decided to search for her life's purpose in her 20s. And she found it. Today, she leads workshops and courses in Miami at Love Life Wellness Center and also at the Standard Hotel in Miami and at Satori Studio, helping people navigate their potential, heal old wounds and replace sabotaging patterns that make us stuck. Welcome, Inez. Thanks, Lynn, for having me here. It's such a pleasure. A joy strategist. I love it. (laughs) Let's start with what got you here. What health issues were you having that led you to change your life? Well, that's a good question. Um, At 15, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, and I had learned to manage the ups and downs of hair loss and energy, fatigue, uh, weight up and down. Um, And it wasn't until I, it was like a roller coaster ride. And then when I started working 70, 80 hour weeks um, in the accounting profession, that my health really suffered and it was no longer just thyroid issues. I had adrenal fatigue and then there were sugar issues and then there were, uh, there was physical therapy because my muscles were just, uh, getting torn. It was this really weird, um, it was just like one thing after the other. And you're in your twenties with all this health problems. And I was in my twenties when all of this was happening in a career that I didn't love. So add to that, you know, I'm fainting at work. I'm Mm. fainting while Mm. driving. And it was just, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of the stuckness that that you're talking about. And I just didn't know what to do. There was shame in the mix. What do you think you were afraid of? I think I was afraid of of people not liking me Mm -hmm. if I left my profession, the profession that, that I had defined myself around. And you were so successful. And so I'm sure you got a lot of affirmation from people. Oh my gosh, you're doing so well. Yes. Look at you. you, you you're you in this great job. Yes. Okay. So you and felt so shame and fear. I felt shame, fear, maybe a little guilt. You know, I've been studying this for so long. And why am I going to leave this to focus on my health? Like it, for me, it for some time, health just wasn't the priority. Mm. It was the career because it's what I thought back then was important in order for me to feel validated and accepted and loved. So what was the, mm, that, you know, the, mm, I'm talking about the, the thing that really pushed you and said, I am stepping out of this. I'm getting unstuck. Yes. So the day that I still remember gripping onto the chair of my desk at work, because I was, I knew an episode was coming. I knew I, I was feeling the whole low blood sugar and, and I was just, I think I was even having some sort of panic mm-hmm. attack in mm-hmm. all honesty. And I fainted in my boss's arms. And that was the day that I knew this just really can't keep happening. I'm either going to hurt myself or someone else. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the life I want. I had to get real with myself. What so is stress causing 
all the health. I mean, I have hypothyroidism. So, um, I wish I had hyper, so I'd be skinny. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, you look great. <laughs> thank you. Um, so do you think the stress, the stress was causing the hypothyroidism or do you think the stress was causing low blood sugar? Or? I think the stress was just aggravating everything I because I wasn't, and I'll be very honest here, I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't eating my healthy meals. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't sleeping properly. I was honestly... Driving just, through McDonald's and... Uh, yeah. Okay. I was not eating well at all. I think I was having, what were they called? McFlurries? Oh, Those yeah, Oreo yeah, yeah, yeah. McFlurries <laughs> every night because I I would get out of work so stressed out and and just knowing this can't be it for me mm. that I would just fries dipping into the McFlurry. That's what were I would chubby? do. Oh, I was not. That was all you were eating. It, yeah. Oh my goodness. I I honestly don't know how I made it through those those years and all in the middle of of a divorce. So I know that was. Yeah. Oh well, you left the best part out. Wow. I did. Okay. It was. And how old were you at this point? I was twenty four. Okay. Wow, um, you did a lot. In I did do a lot. You had a breakdown. You got a divorce. Yeah. McFlurry and fries. Yeah, a lot was going on in those early to mid twenties for me, and it just, I was at a point where if I didn't make a, a change, it was just going to keep snowballing from there. And I was in victim mindset that you spoke about earlier. I, I kept thinking these are, these things are happening to me. Right. Not the way I see it now, these things happened for me so right. that I would get that slap in the face. This isn't where you're supposed to be. This isn't the relationship for you. This isn't the career for you. Get your stuff together and really move towards what it is that figure it out and then do something about it. So what did you do? Okay. You decided I'm fainting in my boss's arms. This really is a pile of poo. I'm going to change my life. Did you sit down and go, what do I want to do? Or so I will be very honest. That was a little fast forward. That was 2011. I had already been through the divorce, you know, years had passed. I think I was 26. I was 26 when I decided to, to quit my job and I fell into a depression. I fell into a depression, had to go into therapy. I kind of felt like a failure. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had let everybody down. I felt like I had let myself down. Like I said before, I, I had defined myself mm -hmm. with my accomplishments, with my career, mm -hmm. with my academic success. So you went into a depression. I did. And you went into therapy. I went into therapy because for some time I, I did feel, like I said earlier, the whole victim mindset. Mm -hmm. But... A part of me wouldn't let me give up. And a part of me wanted to get the tools. What is it that I need to do to move forward? And it took some time. And it took some tears. But I kept on that quest for who am I? Where where do I want to go? And what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing here? And I found a way to use my journey, my wounds, to heal myself. Mm -hmm and to heal others and transform others. And I think that's when things really connected, when I understood that that I could use these experiences, no longer good or bad, to help and empathize with others. Well, some of the best healers, all the best healers have suffered. Yes. 
So just a little question about, um, cause I know people listening are thinking, okay, well, how did that happen? Did you quit and then find yourself and go to therapy or did you move in with your parents or what happened? So I definitely had to move, uh, back home. Okay. Um, and for, for two years, it was just completely focusing on my health. I, I was almost at eight, nine pills a day at 26 for years old for everything. Oh, okay. For the thyroid issues, mm. for the, I was having a heart condition. Um, just everything kind of came together mm-hmm. and antidepressants were in the mix as well. And so I took two years to really learn about my body. What's going on? You know, what are these things? How can I work towards feeling more energized, towards feeling more free to do the things that that I enjoy because there were days that I couldn't wake up. I couldn't, I couldn't get up from my bed. That's severe depression. Yeah. So it took you two years. Thank God for mom and dad. Yes. (laughs) And for my current hubby. (laughs) And that's when you met your man. That's when I met him where any other man would have run away. He was my age as well. So he, he could be partying. And instead of partying, he was making breakfast for me. He was making sure that I was okay during his lunch hour. Well, you attracted that because you were doing the work on the I was the doing the work. Yeah. I was doing the work. Would you say your lowest point was not being able to get out of bed, living with your parents, feeling like a failure on these nine pills? Yeah, I definitely say that that my lowest point was, was that those years where it's just a failed marriage, a failed career, a failed... Uh, you know, taking care of my body. I just felt like I was failing left Mm -hmm. and right. So I definitely think that would be my low point. I can understand that. Okay, here we go. Now to the tools. What is the first thing somebody needs to do to get unstuck? Well, the first thing someone needs to do is become aware. Awareness Mm -hmm. is key. (laughs) I think we need to get brutally honest with ourselves. Um, a lot of times we do that whole sweeping under the rug thing mm-hmm. where we know something's going on, but it'll get better. It'll get better. Or we just ignore it because it's painful to look at it. And so I think becoming more self-aware has to be the first step. If we don't even know where we are or, or at least take a real look at what's going on, it's going to be really difficult for us to get the tools and strategies to and move forward. would you say also when you're aware Sometimes we can't get aware because we're too busy blaming others. Sometimes. Sometimes we think it's the others and we're not looking. Mm-hmm. My in boss the is mean or my spouse <laughs> is a jerk or, you know, God forbid it's you. Yeah, a lot of times it's, it's a mirror. Right. There's something in them that's triggering you. And a lot of times it has to do with something that you don't like about yourself. So definitely there's a lot of blame that we like to put around. So number one, get aware. What's the second thing we need to do to to get unstuck? I like it. I love steps, by the way, people. (laughs) I think like that. Everything's been (laughs) simple and watered down for me. Yes. I think that's part of my my mathematical part. I love steps. So the second one I think would be get clarity. Ask yourself questions. Get to know yourself. What is it that you really want? And get get to the bottom of it so that... It's really difficult to get from where you are to where you want to be if you don't really know where it is that you want to go. Absolutely. 
So, so I, take some time because yes. it's not going to be instant. It took you two years. It did to figure out where the heck am I going? Yeah. So I think, you know, asking yourself those tough questions. We ask everyone questions, right? When we're dating someone, mm -hmm. we want to get to know all about them. But we don't know ourselves sometimes. And so I think it's so important to just get clear. What do I want? And you have to do that on a daily basis, you know, kind of, what if this would happen? What's at stake here? You know, why do I want to change or why, why am I looking for something different? I think the why is really important. Would you say also in there, ask yourself, how do I want to feel? Yes. Because a lot of times I think we think, okay, I want, I'll just put it in a basic term. Yes. I want to be with a great man. Well, what does that mean? How do I want to feel? I find sometimes the, the real fuel is I want to feel safe. I want to feel um, with uh, like-minded. Yes. I want to feel taken care of. And really, you know, you got to do those things first for yourself. But so get clarity on, ask ask yourself questions. What do you want and how you want to feel? Yes. I think the feeling part, I always tell my students, you need to attach the goal to an emotion. And Absolutely. so I love how you just said that. I'll give my own health example. It wasn't just that I wanted to get healthy. I did, but I wanted to get healthy because I wanted to feel energized because I wanted to feel free to go outside and, and dance without feeling like I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree with you, Lynn. We have to attach it to a feeling, to an emotion. Why are we doing this? How do we want to feel? To repeat the steps, number one, to get unstuck, get aware. Number two, get clarity. That means ask yourself questions. What do I want and how do I want to feel? And the third step to getting unstuck would be what, Inez? Guess what? If we're aware and we get clear and we don't take action going to be very tough for us to get anywhere. So third step is take action. It's take action. And in the take action, I think there are several like mini steps. You know, we already got clear on what it is we want, but it's so important. I think highly successful people, they find allies. And I think that's something a lot of us, we want to do everything alone. We want to show people that we're independent. We we want to prove that we can do something. And so a lot of times we set out to do things on our own. And we don't talk to an expert about, I don't know, maybe I want to go into journalism. Well, hello, I need to talk to Lynn about it. What's her experience? Let me hear from her. Maybe she'll help me get some better steps. And I also think a part of that is we typically only tell ourselves what we want. And... That's a big part of the fourth one, uh, if we were to keep listing it, What's which is fourth step? accountability. Mm. So let's think about this. If we only tell ourselves, I'm going to be going to the gym three times a week so that I can start feeling better. I'm going to cook homemade meals four times a week. How easy is it for us to procrastinate or to, no one knows, let me not do it today. Right. So I think a big part of it is once we're aware, once we're clear, once we're ready to take action, tell somebody about it. Tell somebody your dream. Tell somebody your goal. And please, someone that uplifts you, not someone that's going to tell you you can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, so that you're kind of, you committed to it and, and it helps you feel that, that little push that we sometimes need. You're describing a support system. Yes. Yes, okay. I am. So... 
Is there a fifth step? Well, I think that fifth step can come throughout mm-hmm. and it's reframing. Because a lot of times we become aware of it and we know what the quote on air quote people mm-hmm. problem is, but we're looking at it as a problem. Mm, instead of a gift. Instead of a gift. Instead of this is happening for me for some reason that I may not see right now. And it's shifting the perspective. I always say, you know, these personal growth journeys that we go on, it's about shifting our, our perspective, reframing things from problems to creative opportunities. A lot of the times we just forget about our creativity and we're boxed into what we see and we're forgetting that there are so many other possibilities and opportunities that could be right in front of us, but we're expecting it to be such a specific way that the man of your dreams can pass right in front of you and you don't see him. The best career opportunity and you don't see it. So I think reframing in that sense of... Keep your eyes open. Of keeping your eyes open and, and kind of dancing in the unknown. That was something that was not easy for me before. I wanted to know A, B, C, D. Of course, you have a math brain. Is this <laughs> yes. going to work? Am I, who's going to hire me as a joy strategist? Yes. So when when you're... Okay, these are great steps, and I'm going to repeat them for everybody listening and driving or walking. I'm going to repeat them at the end. But you know, for those people who are listening thinking, yeah, that sounds great, Inez. That worked out for you, but... What about when you're in the middle of all this and that that negative voice comes in your head and says, who's going to hire me? You know, I'm doing what I love, but is this really going to work? I mean, I'll just give my own example with this podcast because I'm like, I've been doing this since April. So whatever, eight months and I love it. But there's always a part of my, in my head, I'm like, do I need to be doing something else? Is this actually going to turn into something? Am I helping anybody? I'm such a loser. There's so many other life coaches out there. So what do you do to that negative self-talk chatter in your head? I love it. I call her Ursula. Mm. That's the name of my gremlin. And one of the things that we need to do is name our inner critic so that we start understanding. It's not you. It's not you. Yes. It's not you. And I, love I it. think, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love naming um, your inner critic. So some separation. Yes. So it's not, you, know, it's not, you don't think you're thinking it. Because exactly. really you're not. You're not. It's your old programming past crap. Yes. All the things that we've been told that we can't, mm-hmm. that we shouldn't. And, and we add to it, obviously. Yeah. As we easily. grow. <laughs> Very easily. Too easily. <laughs> so when Ursula comes up, what does she say to you? So Ursula says... Well, yeah, she, Ursula's special. She keeps telling me how I'm not talented enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not unique enough. I don't have enough experience as other gurus and life coaches out there. And Ursula, for a long time, I don't know if you remember what Ursula did to Ariel. I do. She took her voice, right? Yes. And for a long time, I kept saying, Ursula kept saying, just don't talk. Nobody will listen. You have nothing original to say, so just just stop before you fail again. And does she when you say that to her? So now when Ursula says that, because you know your she's inner always critic gonna be with is you. always going to be mm-hmm. with you. The thing is that now she's quieter. Mm. But when Ursula says this, now I have that other voice, which is the one that I want you 
all to cultivate, which is your voice of wisdom, your intuition, your more compassionate, curious, the creative, real you. the real you, the one that you've kind of put aside because you're listening to mm -hmm. whatever you want to call your inner critic. And so when Ursula comes up, you know, that other more beautiful side of me tells her, okay, Ursula, I hear you because we're not pretending that it's not there. Right. You know, we acknowledge it. Yeah. We become aware. Mm -hmm. And then I talk to her. I have a conversation with Ursula and I'm like, okay, I hear you. However, I'm going to come from a place of more compassion and more creativity. Guess what, Ursula? I don't need everybody to listen to me. Guess what, Ursula? The people that need me they're going to identify with me. They're going to resonate with me. And those are the souls that I want to transform. So you're, what I'm hearing you say is you acknowledge your inner critic, Ursula. Yes. Okay. You, uh, that's being aware of her. So you yes. acknowledge her. And then you, it sounds like you put your attention on positive things. Even if you don't believe them, because I've been there. Yeah. I'll say, well, Lynn, you know, you're actually, you know, you, you kind of do know what you're doing. Uh, you know, you're helping people Yeah, I'm like sh on shaky ground. So even though I don't believe it, you're still saying positive things. You're getting out of that connection, immersion with yes. Ursula. Yes. And and sometimes it's about that whole thing that we were talking about earlier of getting creative. You know, this is what my inner critic thinks, but how can I do something about it? How can I get into action to to see what I am capable of? And that's why it's so important. I actually uh, tell my students to draw out their gremlin and give it a name. And so every time the gremlin says something, you look at that picture and you're like, wait, this isn't me. Right. That's beautiful. Yes. That's a great idea. So let's just repeat. Yes. So everybody, the five steps to getting unstuck are as follows. Number one. Be aware of what you're feeling. Don't blame others. Be aware that I'm, I'm I'm feeling unfulfilled or I'm feeling, what am I feeling? I don't even know what I'm feeling. Take some time to know what you're feeling. Number two, get clarity. Ask yourself questions. And as we just heard you say, Inez, it took you two years to get clarity. Yeah. <laughs> what am I feeling? What do I want? What rocks my world? It's like an onion, right? Yeah. You have to like, I think I like painting or do I just like looking at paints, paintings? So <laughs> yeah. like peel the onion, find out what rocks your world. Number three, take action. You said, you know, find allies, you know, find support, professional books, groups, whatever it is. Um, and also in that taking action could be, um, uh, making a vision board. Yes, definitely. And let's, before we go to this fourth step, explain what a vision board is for people listening. So I like to see vision boards as, you know, you put all the images and the words of the things that you do want in your life, the things that you want to attract, the things that you want to manifest. And for those of you listening, it's not like you're just going to sit in your living room and stare at your vision board and all of these things are going to come true. That's where the take action part comes from. But... It's an important tool to energize your dreams, to give you more focus. And every time you see it, it helps you that day to have a higher probability of making decisions that are aligned with what you want, because you're reminding yourself constantly, this is what I want. So it energizes you to possibly make better decisions. On a conscious and unconscious level. Yes. Absolutely. 
Uh, number four, accountability. Ines says, tell other people what you want to do. Supportive people. Um, so you're held accountable. Please. <laughs> because otherwise we can just say, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. So, and it's just, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's four people listening, but there's one special person. Nicole, thank you for listening. My friend Nicole's like, so when's the next podcast? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, when is, oh yeah, coming, it's coming. So that's accountability. Yes. Yes, it is actually. On a small, small I level. Like it. But it's But like, it still is because she wants to hear it. Right. And tell others so you can be reminded of what you want. Yes. And number five, reframe. Um, reframe everything. It sounds like have gratitude for what happened. Like you could reframe your meltdown. I don't know what mm -hmm. you would call it. It's yeah. really a transformational point in your life. It's yes. something positive. Keep your eyes open, you say. Um, you know, problems turn to creative opportunities. And actually, this is actually a, a big thing. When you say keep your eyes open for number five, when you re reframe, are you saying change the way, uh, be more open, change the way you look at things instead of like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to be late for work. It's okay. Let me, is this happening for my greater good? Is yes. everything happening for my greater good? What is this teaching me to take a deep breath, to relax? Maybe I'm not going to get into an accident because there's a car that's blocking my way reframe how you look at yeah, life there it's looking at things as teachable moments what can i learn from this what worked what didn't work how can i do you know differently next time and, and seeing experiences as neither good nor bad mm. just seeing them I'm as an experience Buddha. yes Not just good an experience Oh, that we could take that even deeper when people say have a good day i guess buddha would say have a day <laughs> I love it. Just experiences. So when you teach your students, are all these things here, the, the five steps that we just made, um, you call yourself a joy strategist. Is, it, is this a strategy to joy? Well, this is definitely one of them. Um, because when we do work and when we are in relationships that are healthy and when we're healthy and there's self-love involved, then we're truly transforming ourselves towards whatever it is that, that we want. And, and we start learning that happiness, it's not really external. It's internal. Amen. Yeah. We think something's going to make us happy. I mean, it does for a moment. I love putting on a new dress. Oh, I'm like, course. Oh my God, this new dress, this external dress is making me happy on the inside, but it wears off. Yes. Internal happiness. It's, it's like that internal motivation, you know, that it just, the more you cultivate it and the more you listen to that voice of wisdom and the more you practice gratitude, which you mentioned earlier, the more you start rediscovering that joy. So it's not happy if or happy when this mm -hmm. happens, it's happy now. And how can I rediscover that happiness within? And like Lynn said earlier, it doesn't happen overnight. It's daily choices. It's you know, reframing. It's, you know, following your joy. And let me just stick in here real quick that um, it, if we're having, a, we were saying this earlier, I think before we started recording, if we're having a negative feeling, which we call negative, but if we're having sadness, it, you know, it's, we're not going to say to ourselves, well, just be happy. Oh my God, I can't stand that when people say that. Oh my God, there's somebody I know who's like, I'm like, how are you doing? She's like, blessed, just like you. I'm like, don't tell me how to feel. I don't feel blessed. I feel cranky. So like, allow yourself to have the cranky, allow yes. yourself to have the sad so it can pass and you can get to the joy because you can't 
be happy if you got the crap still inside you. Yes. At least for me. No, 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 no. I want people to feel their feelings because when we suppress them, that's where the illness begins. That's where the depression begins. So if you're sad, be sad. Just allow the feeling to go through your body so that then, like you said, you can let it go. Amen. You are so, you are such a perfect joy strategist. Like everything about you is joyful. Even your skin is like see-through. <laughs> so cute. Okay. So just to repeat, mainly because I'm a slow learner, um, the five steps to unstuckness are class. Pay attention. Lynn, number one, aware, get aware of how you're feeling. Number two, get clarity. Ask yourself questions. What do I want? Number three, take action. Find allies. Get support. You know, have people help you. Number four, accountability. Tell others what you're doing. Quitting my job or I'm leaving my husband or I'm just, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm thinking of a new career, whatever. Number five, reframe how you look at things. Have gratitude for what happened. Things aren't good or bad, just experiences. I would add for your greater good. Keep your eyes open, Inez says, for opportunities, problems, um, you know, think about problems turning to creative opportunities for yourself and attach the goal to the emotion, Yes, which goes with number one. God, I feel like we could talk forever. Yes. (laughs) That was so good. All right. So just to review, if you could say one sentence, what is your best advice for life on how to get unstuck? What is the key? Hmm. I like that question. It makes me think. So I'd definitely say that to get unstuck, it's it's just so important to shift your perspective. I would say that, that that's the key because we're stuck and we just, we keep thinking that we're stuck and we keep seeing the problem and we keep seeing the obstacle. So let's start by shifting our perspective. This is an opportunity. This is this is my moment. And let's see where it takes us from from there, from a place of creativity rather than from a place of of fear. So shift your focus from Ursula yes. to Who was the good witch in Wizard of Oz? Glenn Glenda. To Glenda. Yes. From Ursula to Glenda. Yes. I love Glenda's it. your higher self. <laughs> All right, Inez, before we let you go, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five, where I get to ask you five random questions. I love it. Whatever answers, whatever (laughs) answers helps us know you a little better. Are you ready? Yes. Who was the first person who texted you today? My brother. Very nice. I adore him, by the way. Oh, that's good. Is he younger or older? (laughs) He's younger. He's two years younger. Number two, when was the last time you got upset? I think that would be. Hmm. She has to think about it. I do. <laughs> I would be like, uh, that'd be two nights ago when I had oh. a meltdown. Yeah, right. Let me think about it. Well, I I think it was when I didn't have information on my grandfather. He's mm. currently in the hospital, and I couldn't get a hold of anyone. I can understand that. So I I was a little upset. You're human. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Number three, what is a crutch or habit that you'd like to get rid of? I think it would have to be my procrastination around exercise. Ah. That is my one area that I need 
to work on my accountability. So somebody can nudge you. Yes. Yeah. I can understand that. I was yes. supposed to run today. I took a nap instead. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I love it. Uh, number three. Oh, I already asked you that. God. Number four. Somebody cuts you off. Do you give them the finger? We already know this answer. Can we picture Inez giving somebody the finger? Or do you scream in your car? Or do you take one breath and go, this is an opportunity to learn about myself? I love it. I I think I would definitely do choice C. I, I take a, a big, deep breath. And then I just remind myself, I have all the time in the world to get wherever I need to get. And even I, if you don't. Even if I don't. Right. Tell I, yourself that. I tell myself that. And then I just turn on the music to Mark Anthony or something that I love. And, and I get myself to dancing so that I'm not worried about whoever just cut me off. So when we hear Mark Anthony coming from your car, we know somebody just cut you mm-hmm. off. What was the last song you sang to? What was I listening to on the radio on my way here? <laughs> I was listening to Celine Dion. <laughs> the best singer because of world. you. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Inez, so much. If you want to get in contact with Inez, you can find her everywhere. You can find her on Instagram, where she has an English and Spanish page. And you can also find her on Facebook. If you want to work with Inez, she give you give a free 15-minute phone call yeah. to somebody, like a consultation. Mm-hmm. And just all you have to do to schedule that is go to her website and check her out. You will be on your way to transformation and joy. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.